Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I'm your host and game master, Candace, and I am here with... I'm Sarah, and I play Vim. The flashy and nomadic tiefling. I am Dan. I play Cyrus Sassafras, the elderly, world-weary druid. I'm Nikki. I'm playing Jarrell Goldenheel, the wide-eyed elven scholar. And I'm Adam. I'm playing Arden, the pragmatic half-elven ranger. And our characters are navigating the city of Mithrin, trying to uncover the city's secrets as well as their own. So, last time... Uh, on Little Realms, Jorel and Vim had taken it upon themselves to create the neighborhood crime watch and run off a mugging in progress and return stolen money to the person who had been mugged. Uh, meanwhile, Arden and Cyrus met up with a contact who had made the box that they are investigating um, and learned from him that he can't reset the combination. Uh, that's not how the box works, unfortunately. But usually people do write down their combination in some sort of like personal effect. And all of Liara, the dead person's box, her personal effects are in essentially a ye old evidence locker. And at the very end, Jarrell made a trek to the sketchier side of the city to met- meet with their contact, a elderly drow woman named N, to discuss matters of the illithid. Um... And I have the actual list that she gave you, Nikki. Um, Sweet. It is a a moon drop plant, uh, a cavalier mushroom, tobacco, and a piece of green wood, like non-dried out wood. So back at the inn, Arden. Yes. You wake up with a sharp intake of breath. And you're looking up into a gray sky above you, obscured by thick tree limbs, white life, white light reflecting off of the clouds. You squint and you become aware that you are dreaming. It's one yeah, of those I was going that to say, feels... at very least, not at the end. Yeah, you're you're yeah. definitely not at the end. You're the back of the tunic you're wearing is damp from the dew on the ground. The underbrush is kind of like brushing up against you. Mm-hmm. And then okay. you're, and then you're standing, and. You glance around the forest, and it's definitely a forest um, made of mostly evergreen, but there's also some deciduous trees uh, peppered in there. 
beginning this, to change. Hmm? Is this sort of the based upon um, what I know about the climate of Mithrin? Mm-hmm. If Mithrin were a forest, is this about the makeup of trees I would expect from it? Mm-hmm. There is okay. actually on your way into Mithrin, there is a forest that comes up on its east side. Oh, okay. Um, and even though you didn't like get too good of a look at the forest, you would guess that these are the types of trees um, that are in the forest. All um, right. So do I know for sure that I'm dreaming or do I think there's a chance that I'm actually out in the forest? You do know for sure that you are dreaming. Okay. Um, and you know that because there's like um, a white noise that's going in your ears right now mm-hmm. that isn't it doesn't feel natural to you. Okay. Uh, and as uh, hmm? No, go ahead. And as you are standing there looking around in the dream like half recognizing the forest, half not recognizing the forest, you feel a sharp tug at your chest and suddenly you're much deeper into the forest where it's overgrown you can't there's no sunlight coming through the tree limbs anymore and in front of you is a very very old looking cabin it doesn't have the same construction as the rest of Mithrin it's wooden. It's kind of leaning to the side. Um, there's vines crawling up the walls. The roof is slightly caved in. Um, and that white noise in your ears is louder. And it's coalescing into something recognizable. And okay. it sounds like a very, I'm going very... To continue Mm -hmm. listening to it, but I'm going to walk towards this cabin. Okay. As you're walking towards the cabin, the sound that you're hearing in your ears is a very soft... So, like, something sleeping? Sleeping or breathing. Maybe even a little bit labored breathing um, and as you approach the cabin it gets louder and it's definitely coming from further within that building okay well uh, um, I mean in a dream I feel relatively safe since you know theoretically I can wake up um, mm-hmm. I'll venture into the cabin if I can um if I can't, then I guess it's time to clear away some vines so that I can. Yeah, you can get into the cabin. You put your hand on the doorknob, turn, and open the door, and you're awake back in your room. You feel this weird sense of uh, vertigo where you were just standing, and now you're laying mm. down. you still got your arm out like you are opening a door. Okay. Uh, how late at night is it? Like, if I... I'm going to go to the window and see if it's morning all of a sudden, or... 
it's like uh it's like pre-dawn so you get up go to the window it's gray outside okay well that seems like a good enough time to be waking up i'm certainly not going to go to sleep i am going to make a note that maybe i should check out this eastern forest and then whenever everyone else wants to wake back up and reconvene cyrus will be the first to wake up barely other than arden well yeah other than arden sorry The first uh, <clears throat> non-ardent person to stammer down from the inn. Um, eyes all craggy looking, just wrinkles oh. more than usual. Um, he barely nods to Arden if Arden is down there and just sits at the front end of the of the bar and just orders a drink. Oh, uh, so Yelchin is there early in the morning. He goes, pours you a drink out of the keg behind the counter and silently passes it over to you. Mm, just old man grumbling. Not even words. Joel comes bouncing down, is like super awake, super ready to hit the day, super excited to see Cyrus. Like, how'd you sleep? <laughs> Cyrus, good morning! <laughs> Was it Jarrell like up all night? I mean, Jarrell's an elf. Jarrell needs to transfer oh, like yeah, four that's hours. True. <laughs> Cyrus turns to Jarrell, <clears throat> coughs, <laughs> phlegm-filled throat. <clears throat> Youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> and I go back drinking. I don't know. I'm rather enjoying it. <laughs> um, when Arden does get down, like he's going to... He starts his morning out with a bath. He's not the kind to let grime pile up over days and days. Uh, so when he comes down, he is dressed to go into the great outdoors, as it were. Um, so he's actually wearing his chain shirt underneath his cloak. So like whether it's really noticeable to the others or not is a question. Um, but he's dressed to go hiking, not to trounce about town. Vim is the last one to make it down. Uh, she shows up wearing like harem pants. Her hair's kind of been, you know, a brush has been put through it, but that's about it. And she's wearing like a tank top and a silk robe over it. And she just kind of walks over to where the group is sitting uh, and orders a milk and coffee drink. I believe it was a latte. Fancy Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Hey, why not? The milk will cover up the fact that they're using well water to make the coffee. I don't know Yelchin. if Vim has a particularly discerning palate. <laughs> Yelchin greets you and uh, warms you up uh, some milk and pours some coffee into it and hands it over. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Good morning, everyone, I guess. Uh, I guess I'm a little bit late to the party. Um, what was it we, we needed to do today? Wasn't it um, more about the box, right? Yes. Uh, the original owner's personal affects should be with the guards. I think I am going to actually be headed over to the forest just to the east of town, though, today. 
Cyrus lifts his head as if he is weightlifting, barely able to turn over to Arden. What? We have a mission. What are you doing? Don't abandon us now, Arden, for your fancy forest elf ways. What is it that's um, drawing you to the forest? Uh, seems a little out of the blue, right? Ah, uh, um, a dream. It could be nothing, but I'd been meaning to go there anyway, and I assume we don't need all four of us trouncing into the guardhouse looking for a dead woman's belongings, so... I've been around the block many years, Auden. Are you breaking up with us? Is this your way of saying it's not you, it's me? Well, I mean, we can't all always be working on this little project, I think that if Arden wants to go for a little field trip of his own, that's entirely within his purview. Even if we could all work on this little project, I think it would be mm, somewhat ill-advised to all work on the exact same part of the project at the exact same time. First of all, don't you think it's a little bit uh, suspicious having a group of adventuring sorts wandering around town together looking into a dead woman who is being also investigated by the city guard. Indeed, we are a conspicuous group. Who cares what others think? We have a task to upheld. We cannot abandon our quest just because it's inconvenient. Well, Cyrus, I, th I think we're not so much abandoning the task as making it more efficient, perhaps. Splitting the load, taking on different pieces, maybe breaking up into groups so we can hit more than one thing at once. I feel like I feel like things are unraveling just before we are about to get close. We've just barely started. If you're so worried, Cyrus, you are in tune with nature to a certain extent. You're welcome to come to the forest with me. Mm. At that, Cyrus kind of perks up a little bit. Well, I would be happy to accompany you, at the very least, to make sure that you return to with us. Your expertise are going to be needed, Arden. The whole group is needed to finish this quest. Joel kind of winces. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out that on your list, Jorel, a number of them are plants. Yeah, no, I'm just looking at it and going, oh man, <laughs> Jorel really wants to go outside and is trying to figure out how to <laughs> how to introduce that. And you guys are up like super early, so you've got the entire day. Yeah, Arden usually, probably usually wakes up about this early he'd try he tries not to sleep in uh though obviously his usual reason for needing to hunt for breakfast is not applicable when you're in the middle of a town mm. you know it is quite we have quite got a lot of time in the day and i've been meaning to pick up a few things for some spell casting myself maybe we should all go out to the forest have a little hike well i admittedly had been I have been thinking about staying in the city for the day. Uh, she kind of looks down and gestures towards her getup, <laughs> the harem pants and all. <laughs> but if, um, I think the city's a little bit more fun palling around with y'all. If you're, if you would have me, I'll, I'll join you outside. If we run into any more ghosts, someone has to cut them in twain. You are welcome. <laughs> I'll need to go change. 
How likely do you think that is? <laughs> I think one ghost has been quite enough for us so far. Although, this would be an opportunity to investigate the possibility of boring ghosts that we had discussed earlier. We didn't really get enough of a data set to really explore all the permutations of what... Cyrus puts <laughs> his finger on Jarrell's lips. <laughs> Jarrell, I have not finished my drinking. Please shut up. Uh, then smiles and says, There will be plenty of nights for us to perhaps find a rooftop, maybe in a residential zone, and, and scream into the night. <laughs> we can give it a try later. Really Y'all trying should... to call out some ghosts. Jarrell's kind of giving Vim a little bit of a cross look like... I don't know. We might run across the neighborhood watch. They couldn't. They might not take kindly to such activity. You know what? I did hear um, about a. And Vim starts like she can't help herself. She's grinning uh, about a neighborhood watch. You know, um, to really protect people from ruffians. Osiris, Arden, have you heard about this too? Um, two heroes from the community just really care about what's right and they're looking for help I think oh they sound like the sort that I would like to meet adventure seekers no doubt do-gooders quite (laughs) Arden is just looking forward less and less to going out into the forest Uh, Yelchin has raised an eyebrow and is politely not paying attention to your conversation. Uh, Vim looks at Cyrus, still grinning, and says, I hear that they are holding auditions for the Neighborhood Watch in a few nights, and that there will be flyers. You notice... Cyrus begins flexing, <clears throat> and he straightens up his chest, puffs it out a bit. Oh, I will need to get those details from you later, Vim. Perhaps you can share those with me on our morning hike in the woods. I am very interested in finding more adventure-seeking parties, and these folks sound like right up my alley. Well, it's less me and more um, flyers that'll be posted around town. I hear they'll go up later and have more details, so we'll we'll be on the lookout for some of those. Keep me in the loop. Jarrell is just rolling their eyes so hard into their morning coffee, like, oh my god. Yelchin passes Jarrell a coffee. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Vim looks like she could eat her own shit right now. She's so... Just... <laughs> For now, it sounds like we're going to the forest. Yes, let's let's put a patter before Auden leaves us. <laughs> and Cyrus slaps his cheeks a bit and runs upstairs. I'll be right back, Auden. Arden is going to <laughs> is going to stand up and go and wait outside. That way, when Cyrus gets down, it'll seem like he had already left. Um, Jarrell brought out some writing materials with them. They're going to head upstairs and then catch Cyrus as, as he's coming out of his room. Hello. Get out of the way. i got to catch him. <laughs> I'm coming. I just wanted to ask you really quickly. Um, one of my sisters is very interested in, in alchemy and some other things and has asked me to look for a few things for her. I was wondering how familiar you were. I'm not much of a herbalist myself. Um, I was wondering how 
if you've ever heard of Moondrop or Avalir, and if you thought we might be able to find them in the surrounding area. Cyrus's eyes narrow. The Moondrop plant. What do you want with the Moondrop plant? Oh, I'm sure I don't know what she wants with it. She's a magical artificer. She's always doing some strange experiment. Kind of runs in the family. Uh, roll nature. Uh, plus three. I got a 14. Uh, so you have actually heard of the Moondrop plant. Um, it's it's a flower that looks a little similar to uh, iris. Um, and it's got a bunch of little flowers on it. And it makes these like oblong berries to it. And it's a very popular like decorative plant. The pollen is used as like a mild sedative if you cook it up correctly. Okay. <clears throat> well, I will say, <clears throat> I've heard of the moondrop plant. It's a little similar to an iris. Uh, oblong berries kind of reminds me of a, well, you know. And the pollen is used <laughs> in a number of concoctions. It's a mild sedative. Something to take the edge off after a long day and get into the right mood, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Why do you want that? Is there someone special? Oh, like I said, I'm looking for my sister. She sends me on these sorts of errands all the time. Oh, yes, yes. Your sister, of course, of course. (laughs) I give a wink to Jarell and I say, I will happily find some of these moondrop flowers for you if you like. And I wink one more time. And then I hurry downstairs. Arden, where are you? Oh shit, he's <laughs> not in the main room anymore. <laughs> Yelchin! Where did Arden go? He's, he's just right outside the door, I think. Oh, thank God. And I run outside. I'm standing outside waiting, doing my best to look impatient. How, how good are you at pretending to look impatient? Oh, not particularly great. I mean, I'm okay. You, you have... An actor. You have resting elf face. <laughs> yeah. <Hey now. laughs> Arden has resting elf face. So, uh, Arden and Cyrus are now outside, presumably. Um, Jarrell and Vim join them. As you all are waiting, the city wakes up around you, and you sort of realize exactly how early you folks got up and convened around you, uh, the shops nearby, lights are going on, houses are lighting up, the sun is coming up over the horizon. Where's Vim? As people scatter, she goes back to her little home to do a costume change and puts on armor back (laughs) in the busted up plate mail and covered from head to toe in, in weapons, mostly hammers, and then joins back up with the group before traipsing out. Jarrell takes one look at all the, the weapons and the armor, and eyes just go like coins. Like, what do you think we're going to encounter in the woods, Vim? <laughs> I just, I guess call it habit. We're going outside the city walls, we'll be out, and I mean, okay, so it makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do look very dashing. <laughs> Thank you. And I don't think the trees will be terribly offended. And if they are, then I suppose your weapons might come in handy. Sounds like we're ready then. So as you make your way over to that side of town, the east side of town, the buildings kind of clear out a little bit. There's more open space as you get to 
the eastern gate and it's clear that like the space is used for processing logs that come in just before the eastern gate is a a simple little hut that has like main office above it and milling about are the logging staff and you assume this because of the three or four people that are milling around they are all really large muscular individuals does everyone just kind of side eye Cyrus as soon as these guys hove into view? <laughs> like, oh boy. Cyrus does not even notice the group's glances towards him. His <laughs> eyes are deadlocked on what he sees as, I don't know, his beautiful prize, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I could care less what other people The gorgeous are morning scenery. Yes. And so you pass. Presumably, you're just going to continue well, out. Well, Arden is going yeah. to just continue out. Arden. <clears throat> Pardon me, Arden, but maybe we perhaps could take a break here for a moment. <laughs> you can feel free to take a break if you want, Cyrus. You play your games. Games? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to ask these fine gentlemen if they can help me find some... Uh, some, uh, what was it you wanted, Jarell? <laughs> Moondrop and Avalier. But I think you might be more of an expert. <laughs> oh, I think it never hurts to ask for help. <clears throat> and Cyrus clicks his, his uh, pointer finger and his thumb, kind of spreads them across his eyebrows, gives his little beard a little, a little shake, dusts his shoulders, make sure he's looking presentable. <clears throat> I'll be right back. I'm going to go ask for directions. <laughs> and he saunters over to these gorgeous fucking lumberjacks. <laughs> Ex- excuse me, handsome sirs, could you please help me? Two of them kind of raise an eyebrow, but the third seems nonplussed at you and uh, is the one that replies, says, uh, yeah, what, what can I help you with? Well, I was looking for uh, tickets to the gun show, and I wonder if... <laughs> Actually, I what I meant to say is... Oh, my God. I don't know what I was looking for again. I needed to find something. I don't know what it was. Um, is it forest-related? <laughs> I think I am catching a cold. Could I have a shirt, please? <laughs> roll persuasion. Do you want me to roll with disadvantage? Because I am really fucking this up. Jarrell <laughs> and Bev are like making bets in the background, probably. Alright, there's a one. <laughs> there's another fucking one. <laughs> uh, that sounds appropriate for how I just roleplayed that situation. <laughs> So, two of them just turn and walk away. (laughs) The third visibly, like, (laughs) looks at you with a sad expression and goes ahead and takes his shirt off and hands it over to you and says, My name is Theo. What is your name? You can call me whatever you want, Theo. (laughs) But... Some know me as Cyrus, and I have to say, 
you are the best thing I've seen all morning. In fact, you are the best thing I have seen all month. Where are you staying at, Theo? (laughs) I am am actually taking care of my parents right now, so I uh, live with them. Oh, Theo, you are such a good boy. No wonder. The way you are built, there's no... I have no doubt you have a heart as strong as your body. Here. Cyrus pulls out a few pieces of silver and gives it to him. <laughs> just, this is just for being you, my boy. <laughs> he, he holds out his hand, like, a little dumbfounded. Like, it just kind of watches you place the silver in his hand and then looks back to you it looks down at his hand again um (laughs) listen Theo it's been a long it's been a long time since I it's been a long time since I've done this Theo I will not (laughs) Jarrell shut the fuck up Tyron is headed into the forest (laughs) oh my god I have to go Theo you uh, st- you stay beautiful. Are 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 you four headed into the forest? We are. All right. Well, if if you're headed into the forest, uh, stick to the stick to the logging and the game paths, and stay clear of the center of the forest. It's uh not not good in there. Arden will turn back a little bit and say. Ah, why is that? Theo says, well, I I don't know uh, terribly many of the details, but none of us go very far into the heart of the forest. All the logging that we do is around the perimeter. And when you were walking away, Arden, you did see through the gate that there's like a, a cleared section between the wall and the forest and it looks like it's you know like trying to be systematically conservative of what they're cutting down and not like going too far in too quickly um and they're also like taking trees down around the edges not just like plowing a path straight into the middle of the forest or anything like that well that's Arden is reasonably impressed but still, you know, the town is there, and it seems like there are both too many dwellings for all of the people who are already there, and also not enough for the refugees, so he's still not entirely impressed that they're logging at all, but, you know, it's good that they're being conservative. So he says, ah, local superstitions? Well, a little bit more than um, superstition. There, There's a couple of our people that have wandered too far in, and not come back over the years and the ones that do come back have odd stories to tell what kind of stories i look forward to either not coming back or having odd stories to tell then i'll say it with a little bit of a smile on my face (laughs) let's definitely go with the odd stories option (laughs) he says someone came back saying that they saw deer with human 
faces. This couple came back saying that they had squirrels and birds following them um, and acting strangely, darting at them, diving at them, that sort of thing. Jarell kind of whispers to Arden, do squirrels not usually do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Arden's a little bit less worried about taking Jarell into the forest now. <laughs> you are a burly, strong lad. Would you like to accompany us? Are you doing anything? I I am unfortunately working today, and so I cannot join you. Can I follow you home? My parents told <laughs> All me. Right, I think. Hold on, hold on. I, I, there was a point to what I was saying. Can I follow you home? Because my parents always told me to follow my dreams. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a bad pickup line. I'm making a roll. Theo grins at you and then says, It was certainly nice to meet you, Cyrus. I hope we do meet again. The pleasure is all mine, Theo. Thank you. And I, I put over his, what I'm assuming is a nice, uh, warm shirt over my salmon frock. <laughs> you smell like pine trees. It does actually smell pretty nice. Like, surprisingly nice for what you would expect a lumberjack to smell like. Well, sure, it's early morning. He hasn't been working all day in it yet. Cyrus takes one last <clears throat> long sniff and a stare, and he turns around and says, all right, I'm ready to go. You definitely notice that Theo has a great ass. <laughs> I log that in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> the ass journal. <laughs> He rates asses. <laughs> Most of them are 10 out of 10. <laughs> Look again. So you head out the gate into the forest, presumably crossing the like the cleared area. There's not much there. You pass a, uh, a sawmill building and you pass another um, like blacksmithing forge next to the sawmill. Presumably, you know, they work together. And there's a few things being processed, but not a whole lot right now. Uh, you make it to the edge of the forest. What are you looking for, specifically? Arden basically knows why he's going in. He's thinking this is maybe something he shouldn't have drugged the others along on. But he'll look for a game trail or wh whatever he thinks will lead him deepest into the forest most quickly. He's definitely... Not going to see rolls a 20. Not natural. Perception, I am at a uh, 24. Okay. And then gets a 13. Just generally looking for threats, but not picking much out besides lots of trees and they all kind of look the same. Okay. You're making your way further into the forest, Arden, and you're fairly, you're absolutely certain that you are following a consistent path. Mm -hmm. When you come upon a tree that you absolutely recognize because it's the tree that you made note of when you started out. Uh, when I started out from the 
from the path. Deer trail? Yeah. But you don't see that deer trail anymore. Bermuda Forest. We're like the Lost Woods from She-Ra. So I'm... So it's the same tree, but the deer trail isn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. Are my companions still near me? You turn around, and they're not. Alright. Then I'm less worried. I'm actually kind of relieved. The other three of you, Jarell, Vim, and Cyrus, you see Arden, but he doesn't seem to see you. Jarell sort of waves their hand in front of his face a little bit and gives him a prod. Nothing. Arden? Since they're not there, I'm going to... Since the deer trail isn't there either, um, I'm going to stop worrying about finding a way through the underbrush for them Mm -hmm. to follow me, and I'm going to start uh, making my way around, trying to figure out at what point I basically get turned around. So I'm going to keep note of that tree, but I'm going to try to make it in to sort of figure out where the threshold is. Like, I assume now that the deer didn't go further in because there's something preventing them from actually going further in. So I'm going to try to figure out, like, where that starts. Okay. So, Arden, you turn around and head off. The three of you see Arden just vanish into thin air, leaving the three of you deep in the center of the forest. Jarrell maybe shrieks a little bit when this happens. (laughs) Arden? Arden, where'd you go? Arden. I'm gonna cast Detect Magic as Mm -hmm. a ritual. It takes like, it takes ten minutes to cast. I'm like hoping, he's kind of, they're kind of muttering to themselves the whole time, like, keeping an eye out, like, hoping that Arden sort of reappears before they finish the spell. So, DM, <laughs> explain this from our eyes. We see Arden, and then in a moment, he just vanishes, like... So, you you see... You get to what looks to you three a spot deep in the woods, and Arden turns around to face you, and then he... It looks like he sort of just looks through you... And then he turns around again, and when he turns around, he's gone. Yeah, Vim starts walking around where he was, um, just calling out his name, looking increasingly more concerned. No response. How far do you walk away from the rest of the group? I think Vim paces in the general spot where Arden seemed to have vanished. Okay. And probably strays a little bit from that, looking down trees, but they all just kind of keep looking the same to her. Okay. And Jarell is casting. Jarell doesn't move a muscle and starts casting, yeah. Okay. What does casting detect magic look like for Jarrell? Probably I've got like some herbs or some shit in one hand and I'm like stick my monocle in them and say a bunch of weird crap and then I shake it off and stick it back in and like kind of adjust it and it flashes. There. That's what happens. In As you're adjusting the monocle, one of 
the flashes, you get an image of a humanoid face without any discernible characteristics. Like, and its eyes are closed. So you get, like, the oval of the face, the closed eyes, the impression of a nose, the impression of a mouth. And, like, in the circle of your monocle, it's like the oval of the face, and then filling up the rest of the space is what looks like brown fur. But it's there for a second, and then it's gone. Can I, like, roll Arcana or something to kind of get a sense of, like, is this, does this result make any sort of sense? Like, is this something that I might be familiar with? Or Yeah, you could definitely roll Arcana on it. I rolled a nat 20, and my total is 26. Okay. I'm like a genius about whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> the magic that you're dealing with is not a school of magic. It's otherworldly in origin, and your best guess is fae related. Oh, spirits preserve us. We're dealing with fae. <laughs> Draw just sounds like tired and annoyed about this. <laughs> that is a bit beyond my grasp. I did not have to deal with Faye and Bogberg. <clears throat> How do you know it's Faye? Yes. I'm a wizard. This is my job. Oh. Well, I will trust your expertise. Magic is literally what I do. There's a certain, like, feeling that you get that goes with Faye magic, uh, and it's really similar to if you, you would use detect magic on a wild magic sorcerer, it's got kind of a living feel to it. It crawls a little bit in your brain. You know what? Jarrell explains all of this to Cyrus, but in really technical terms. <laughs> like, starts explaining how fey magic looks and how it looks. Similar in- to breakfast, Cyrus puts his finger up to Jarrell's <laughs> lips and says, Shush. I don't need a lecture right now. Well, I you do- did ask. Right, well, I'm done asking you. Do you know how we can get to where Arden is. Is there some way to dispel fey trickery? Uh, I don't know. Can I roll for that? <laughs> you could roll for that, yeah. Eleven. I know much less about dealing with fey. You, you don't really know how to interact with the magic terribly well. You could do research on it. Like, it's definitely something that's researchable, but you've just never had a reason to do so. I can't say that I have that much experience personally with the Fae myself. I recognize their work, but I can't say that I've ever had to, you know, put one off myself. All right, Cyrus loses interest and Jarrell turns to Vim. Vim, you are a traveler. Have you ever dealt with Fae before? I, I mean, I've, I mean, they're, they're creatures, but no, my travels have mostly kept me out of forests other terrains, but Jarrell, you you seem to be our best bet at knowing what's going on. Does it does it feel like ill intent or is this some trick of the forest or I mean I'm the I'm as out of my depth here as Cyrus. Candace, I know Nikki knows nothing about the Fae. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> so yeah. The Fae and the Fae Wild from your research and just being at the university um, the Fey Wild is something that is it's somewhere between like theoretical and 
uh, actual thing because there are a number of like documented stories with consistency between them that points to like one coherent explanation and fey magic can be detected within other things wild magic sorcerers some warlocks use magic that has this same kind of crawly chaotic feel to it so there, there's kind of like two camps of people that are absolutely con- convinced that the Feywild is real and you can 100% actively interact with it. And then there's other people that either don't think that it's something that anyone has control over and a few that just don't think it exists and come up with other explanations for weird goings on. Well, then it's very controversial. (laughs) (laughs) I think under the circumstances, we can be fairly confident that something like the Feywild or the Never Never does exist in some way. Um, And it seems that our friends may have been sucked into it. Uh, it it does seem strange though he had a dream about it which suggests that he either was called by the fae or has some prior connection has he ever mentioned or said anything about fae magic to either of you I mean really the best advice that I've seen about the fae in general has been don't mess with them so I feel I'm rather ill-equipped to to advise in this particular situation um, Gerald, please shut up. I'm trying to think. Cyrus puts down his backpack, sits down, cross-legged, and is just kind of meditating, trying to think of all the old wife's tales he may have heard in his years living in the rural village. Any any fae stories, any, any rumors, any folklore, anything he would have heard about the fae, he's trying to recount that now. Is there some sort of nature roll or something I can roll about the Feywild? You sit down and you start to kind of pick your brain. And the other two are Jarell and Vim are both quiet uh, as you're thinking and about to say something. When you hear a, like a wet thud somewhere behind you. Cyrus hears the wet thud, opens his eyes, and turns in the direction of that squish. Through the trees, you see a large shape. It's... At this point in the forest, you don't see the sky. There's only kind of the ambient light that's just barely filtering through from the very top. So it's like dim and dusk. And it almost looks like it's just a shadow but it moves ever so slightly and you hear another thud experience has told cyrus don't don't uh, take the forest lightly hairs prickling on the back of his neck he kind of whispers to his party I do not think we are alone right now. If I were you, I would brace yourselves, get ready, 
there could be something in the midst, and Cyrus is going to <clears throat> put his hands together and start uh, chanting inaudibly to put Barkskin on himself again. Further into the forest, Arden is making decent headway following that white noise in your ears. Mm -hmm. Unlike the dream where you heard breathing, now you're hearing a nondescript melody in your ears. Um, It doesn't sound like voices or an instrument or anything that you can like put your finger on. It's just a very softly wafting it almost feels comforting except for the rest of the forest is silent around you so no animals or anything like that sounds even no animal sounds the the trees aren't even rustling having so like Arden thinks he knows what he's dealing with Mm -hmm. Uh, does this feel like how it was before or is this or does he have reason to be more worried about this roll survival okay um and I'm still in a forest yeah I have a 16 okay you you're recognizing a few of the trees here and there from your dream Like, this one had a really distinctive knot on it that you remember. Mm -hmm. Um, This particular uh, evergreen tree. Is the Feywild normally this quiet? It is normally not this quiet. It's... you're, You're picking out real trees from what you remember from the dream. Mm -hmm. But the... Wherever you are, it doesn't feel like the dream. It doesn't feel like the forest. It feels kind of like an uncomfortable mixture of the two. Like you took two liquids, like an oil and like milk or something, and tried to mix them together, and it didn't work. You just end up with like blub blub blubs of oil every now and then. Uh, That's kind of what it feels like. And you also realize that trying to pick out landmarks like you would normally do to navigate a forest is not as useful Mm -hmm. wherever you are anymore. Yeah. He's... Yeah, Arden is not too... He is worried, but he's more worried about the place than he is about his own safety in it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. He's not particularly worried for his own safety. He figures, you know, he's here for um, exactly the reason he's supposed to be when it's time. You know, at this point, he's also not... If He's starting to pick out things from his dream. He's no longer worried that he won't be able to find his way where he's going, that he'll get turned around like he did... Mm -hmm. like he sort of did before he's more worried that he's going where he's going because there's actually a problem like he's worried about the forest and 
yeah. the place, not about himself him not being welcome in it. Right. Um, and so are you, so you still have, you still have this kind of melody going in mm. your ears and you do, you, as you're moving, you are able to pick up on the fact that it gets louder and softer whenever you make significant movements in different directions. I mean, obviously I'm going to go towards where it's louder. Okay. So you venture further into the forest following the, the melody in your ears, and it gets loud. It gets to the point where you're actively trying to keep a hold of your own thoughts and stay focused on the the trees kind of trying your best to keep track of where you are in space. It gets at the point the melody gets so loud your head starts to pound and it's just the melody started off being kind of comfortable but it's just not anymore intermixed in the flow is like the impression of screeches every now and then and it's at the point where it's starting to get physically unbearable mm-hmm. thinking man I wish there were an easier way to do this this kind of sucks <laughs> gone with a little bit quieter at the beginning I still probably would have noticed my hearing isn't that bad you look up and the cabin is there. The melody is still as loud as it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Arden is not going to... You know, physical discomfort, something he tries to avoid. It's time to get whatever this is out of the way. He's gonna go up to the cabin and throw wide the door, as it were, while still being respectful. I mean, after all, he has good reason to be respectful as well. Respectfully barge into the cabin. Yes, respectfully <laughs> for the cabin. Back with the three of you, Cyrus casts Barkskin on himself. I warned the others, there's something in the distance there, something lurking. Can we see it? Jarrell and Vim both look where Cyrus is looking, and you see something very, very large shifting through the trees slowly plodding. It's not getting closer that you can see, but it's not giving you any distance either. Well then, I take it back. I'm very glad that you brought lots of sharp, large, pointy things today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ben will pull out her war hammer and grip it where, you know, her hands have worn it down on the leather and she smiles a bit and feeling in her hands and then looks to Jarrell and Cyrus with a bit of a frown and says, I'm happy I brought him too, but I don't know how much it'll help. I think I'm worried about Arden. I don't know if fighting this thing's going to help. Why don't we see if it's going to attack first? Hopefully it doesn't. All right. <laughs> Cyrus is just shaking and you can't tell if it's fear or excitement and he is just 
Roll a nature check for me, Cyrus. Fifteen. Okay. You all hold for a few minutes. And Cyrus, in those few minutes, you figure out that the path that it's taking, you're following it with your eyes, slowly rotating in a circle around you. It's using a stalking sort of motion, just slowly circling the three of you. Okay. And with every pass, it's getting a little closer, and you still can't get a good view of what it is through the trees. But it seems to move with um, an unnatural ease. Still uh, shaking a bit with excitement, he is in his head kind of racing through all the different various hunts Bullvine has taken him on and tries to recall the different predators and beasts that we've hunted and recounts maybe a couple times where a beast or two has stalked us like this. <clears throat> and with a, <clears throat> with a decent composure, he says, <clears throat> All right, group. I don't know what we're facing, but I know for a fact it is hostile. It is coming towards us. Whatever spells or tricks you have, cast them now. It will be coming to us soon. And Cyrus begins to grip his staff even harder, white-knuckled, and thorns appear as he channels Shillelagh through his staff. Well, if you're certain, then I am too. And the, the frown melts away from her. Her, her worry gets pushed to the side, and she looks ahead to the shadow and starts to move towards it. Wait, are we are we attacking now? Is that are we attacking the creature? Thing, they smell animal? fear, Jarrell. Well, then I'm sure it's getting a snout full. <laughs> <laughs> I follow them. Uh, she'll start moving in the direction of the shadow and look to the group real quickly and say, "I'm not interested in letting this thing get the jump on us. Let's go." Law of the jungle, Jarrell. You're either prey or predator. I choose to be predator. I prefer to not be in the jungle. Jarrell's <laughs> <laughs> like inching after you guys, like looking petrified. <laughs> and is hoping, like, maybe this will magically stop happening. Maybe this thing is just going <laughs> to walk away. So, Vim, you start to. Approach it. Yep. And it stops. And you still can't see its face, but you know that it turns to face you. And roll initiative. Yeah. Is that everybody or just them? Uh, all three of you. Okay. Cyrus was 13. Jarrell was 14. Vim was 17. Okay. So, Vim, you are first. As she approaches and gets closer, what is what does she see as she closes in with the shadow? As Vim closes in with the shadow, you see that whatever it is, 
is quadrupedal. And its front half is significantly larger and taller than its back half. The shadow is easily 20 feet above you, and it's got lots of mass to it. Like, it's, it's big, but you can't quite tell what it's made of exactly. Well, that was ominous. <laughs> and... <laughs> Does it As still them, seem to be? Does it still seem to be made of shadow, or it, is it more of just a mass of something? It's a mass of something. Okay. And as Vim like looks up to where its head sort of disappears in the shadow of the forest, or in the shadow of the lower branches of trees where you would sort of expect a muzzle or a snout or something to be is just flat. A chill races down her spine as she like rears forward, picks one of the front legs to swing at and just tries to wail on it as hard as she can with the spiky part of her pick. Go for it. Man, so violent, you guys. 17 to hit. That hits. So as so her warpit connects with some part of this beast and does seven damage. Okay. You Vim swings in to a leg, probably. Yeah. And you hit first fur, maybe? And then you hit flesh, and you make the full swing, and your war pick comes back to you, covered in, like, this really thick fur that looks like it could also maybe be feathers. You're not really sure. (laughs) And the, like, little bit of viscera that's attached to it is just meat. There's no blood or anything on it. Vim, uh, she sees it, but doesn't spend a lot of time processing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, yeah, doesn't spend a lot of time processing what's on it. Just looks with determination at the beast in front, knowing mm-hmm. that she's not going to be this thing's prey. It raises that leg that you just hit, and it's a very slow and deliberate motion. As the leg comes back, you see what looks to be a hoof at the bottom of it, and then it comes down at you, and that hoof turns from like a cloven-type shape to a talon-type grip. Does 21 beat your armor class? Well, yes, it does. So that leg comes down squarely onto your chest, doing 16 points of damage. Oofa. As 
the talons dig into the scale mail and it bears down on you, please also make a strength check. Yeah, all right. Vim uh, makes a ugh as the hoof comes down and tries to summon up all the strength that she has. Would this be a save or a check? Uh, it will be... It's a, it's a posed grapple. Ooh, so, so I think... Just so I think that's... Yeah, so it's just a strength check. So 13. Uh, so Vim summons the strength that she has and as a bonus action looks to or rather as a reaction looks up to the beast and just screams her eyes flash gold and says I will not be made your prey get get off of me and she'll raise uh, her free hand up mm-hmm. and fire will shoot out of it the beast needs to make a dexterity saving throw excellent it does not so that fire goes streaking up straight towards its face and as that fire flies into the trees it lights the creature on its way up you see massive hulking shoulders a massive trunk attached to those shoulders and at the very top where the fire impacts is a barely featured face just sitting in this I think of like a shoulders and just a really thick neck sitting on top of those shoulders and then where you would expect like um, a muzzle to be on a normal animal is just uh, a face of skin Oh, yeah. Surrounded I'm... by the fur feathers of the rest of it. I'm 100% imagining the like the beast or the king of the forest from Princess Mononoke. That is 100% what I was imagining too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or it's something just very similar. Something yes. like yeah, something like that, but just not quite right. And plus more bird parts. Yes, more bird parts. <laughs> <laughs> and. So as the fire uh, shrieks out of uh, Vim and coils around the beast, it does 16 points of damage. Oh! Hellish oh. Rebuke is strong. Unfortunately, that's the only time I could do that. Jarrell is up next. Jarrell is, like, shaking in their slippers. Um, and... Jarrell, I think, is a little bit galvanized and totally terrified that Vim is going to get, like, crushed any second. And this thing is, like, a little distracted by by this uh, fire. So, uh, they never thought they would use it in this capacity, even though their their siblings urged them to bring it. But they pull their short bow off their back <laughs> and take aim. <laughs> Aww. So, uh, nine. They probably missed. Probably. Jarell, you fire the short bow, um, but the arrow goes wide and just sails off past it. 
Cyrus, you're up. Jarell can't hit the, the broadside of a barn. Jarell's never hit anything but an unmoving straw target before. <laughs> <laughs> Completely oblivious to the pathetic display of archery that just happened. <laughs> Cyrus is also shaking, but it's not out of fear. It's out of holy shit, it's happening. This is now. This is it. <clears throat> he does a quick, uh, as a free action, a quick almost like a sign of the cross except it's uh, eight points and he says cord watch me and he runs in there with his now thorn ridden shillelagh staffed and rolls an attack against this beast's front leg okay the same leg that's holding vim or the other leg the same leg that's holding vim fortunately like an apprentice who's too eager to impress his master but doesn't have the experience to actually do what he's told. I rolled an 11, so I don't think that's gonna get the job done. Okay. So you run up to that leg, take a good baseball swing at it, and to avoid that attack, unlatches its talons from Vim and pulls back. And then, oh, it's Vim's turn. <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on a second. <clears throat> I have a bonus hmm? action I want to do. Okay, go so for I, it. I fucking whiffed. <laughs> I swing <laughs> and I missed. <clears throat> yeah. But in the same step, trying to be somewhat useful, <clears throat> as my mm -hmm. staff is in the ground, I look over to Vim, and I am just muttering incoherent druidic speech as I bonus action healing word. Okay. And that will heal uh, seven. Nice. She looks much better. Okay. Vim takes a breath as the healing washes over her. It starts out ragged, and as the healing kind of mends some of what are assuredly broken ribs inside of her, it becomes stronger, and you see her eyes flash again as she looks up at this creature. And her... Her hands kind of white knuckle around the war pick, and she's mm -hmm. just gonna try to wail on this thing that stomped on her. Uh, she looks furious, okay. but also a little scared. First, uh, and as oh, and as she takes that breath, she will kind of try to reground herself a little bit. So she's gonna use one of her fighting spirits to mm -hmm. give herself advantage on okay. it. So that's gonna be 17 to hit. That hits, and then seven damage. Okay. She reels back and tries to wallop on that same leg, going this time trying to make a crushing blow on the knee, seeing if she can fell it. Your war pick, Vim, it connects with the knee as the creature is setting that foot back down. And again, the war pick comes away with that like, fur, feather, and flesh on it, but the creature seems non-plussed. Um, does it go down? It does not. Does it? I, how does it look? It looks like you haven't even been wailing on it. Every hit that you've made on this thing, the there's either just like so much fur and feathers covering the leg that 
uh, you can't see your hits or it's immediately regenerating. You're not really sure which. Um, and then I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw. This creature sets its leg down and slowly, with purpose, it lowers its shoulders and charges. 16. 10. 18. 18. Okay. Uh, 10 does not save, so you'll take full damage. <laughs> and them and Jarell, you'll take half damage of 22 is its full damage and half of it is 11. Oh my god. I'm down to 2 HP. I'm at 3. So it lowers itself. Vim sees, Vim and Jarell see it coming. Cyrus is struggling a little bit with the staff still stuck in the muddy ground and it charges and its sheer mass impacts uh, them and Jarell, but they are able between like jumping backwards and the uh, inertia momentum <laughs> from the beast are flung backwards, but poor Cyrus is just plowed over. You feel one, two hoof falls into the trunk of your body. With a reaction, <clears throat> I do have a reaction, Cyrus is going to open his mouth and kind of like the exorcist spitting pea soup, it's going to be a whole bunch of mushroom spores pouring out of his mouth towards the beast as he's screaming in bloody agony. And it's going to take uh, its halo of spores, and he deals it's, it's just three damage. There's no roll, just three damage. Alright. <laughs> Arden? Arden? I expected his breakfast, but yes. You step through the door and get a face full of mushrooms. <laughs> well, Arden that... yes. is back in front of the three of you. The beast is nowhere to be seen. And the forest that you're standing in, you're standing next to that tree where you had originally strayed from the deer path. So do I take three damage from... Uh... You do take the three damage. Okay. I will cough. I will I'll look at Cyrus. And I mean, I assume the others are like right there. I see them pretty yeah. quickly. They're like, they look really beat up. And you have no idea why. Well, I also have no idea why I just took the step through the door and ended up back with them. The <laughs> well, it's sorry. Good to see all of you, too. What? What? what, 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 what I, am I dead? What is happening? Oh, God, I, I'm in the afterlife and Auden's with me. I must have went to the bad place. Jarrell is probably crying by this point and kind of shakily, <laughs> like, crawls over to whoever looks worse, Fim or Cyrus, to, like, check him out. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. We all almost just died. 
How how close to dead are you exactly? <laughs> what happened to the lot of you? Oh, you know, just a day in the forest. Wait, I hear Jarrell. I'm not dead. What what is going on here, Arden? Where'd the beast go? I didn't see any beast. I did see mushrooms. <laughs> I am just mouth agape. Little toadstool is still popping out. <laughs> a mushroom Vim. actively grows out of Cyrus's mouth. Uh, Vim looks at Art and brushes some. I'll brush blood. more of these spores off of me. Cough. Try to get any remaining spore stuff out of my lungs. I am so confused. Where were you, Art, and where'd you go? And as she says this, she's wiping some blood off of her face and kind of uh, brushing it off on, like, the padding and on her armor, which looks even worse for wear now. Further into the forest. Um, hmm. Well, I'll have to look into it more, but... Oh no, I don't know that that's a very good idea, Arden. What? I don't know that we should be coming out here. That was... That was... Mm. Jarrell is, like, sitting on the ground with his head, with their head in their hands, just, like, pulling their hair a little bit, like, oh god. <laughs> and whimpering. Not so much, more just, like, trying to vocalize their, their like, distress at Arden and their complete disbelief that, that he would suggest coming back out here after that bullshit. Well, none of it happened to him. <laughs> says, well, I don't, I don't disagree that perhaps next time the rest of you shouldn't come out here again. <laughs> Did you? Do you know what that was? Did you send that thing out here? What? I think Gerald's kind of speechless now. Just like doesn't even uh, know what to think. Coughing up toadstool still, <laughs> bleeding profusely on the floor. <laughs> Arden, Arden, Arden will take out his herbalism kit and go over to them and say, you do seem to be wounded though, so let's see if we can take care of that before it gets worse. Though I've never seen a wound that causes one to cough up mushrooms before. Did I, did I kill the beast, Arden? Did I save you? If you killed the beast, then I don't think you would have done too much good. If something attacked you, it was probably just trying to defend this place against you. Why would it be... Why would it be defending against us? Bim looks a little dumbfounded, but is otherwise doing okay despite having gotten hit a few times. Um, why would it be defending the forest against you? Right, we were here with you, and then this thing started stalking us. We defended ourselves. Really? Yes. Where were you, Arden? You vanished! I kind of assumed that it was the opposite way, but I can see why that as it was to the lot of you. Anyway, let's get you out of the forest. Clearly, um, based upon your appearances, you aren't terribly welcome here. Oh, if you plan on carrying me, that's the only way I'm getting out in a hurry. I'm just crawling with blood streaking all over. <laughs> I'm trying to bandage you. 
herbs to treat your wounds. <laughs> There's Cyrus is crawling along the ground, and Arden is like hunched over, trying to follow after him. Like, <laughs> I'm just going I'm to like grab him by the scruff of his neck and hold him down while I treat him. Theo, where's Theo? I need Theo. Oh God, this hurts. <laughs> While Arden kind of like chases slash tries to heal. <laughs> <laughs> tries to heal uh, Cyrus. Uh, I go over to Vim and um, he said, I, I cast Mending on her armor. Stay still. You're too heavy for me to carry you easily. Oh, um, thank you. Uh, she she kind of looks in, in a bit of disbelief as the the dents kind of work themselves out. In fact, it definitely ends up looking better than it was before <laughs> the battle. Sorry, I wasn't much use there. You you did alright. You kept your head. You'll do better next time. Uh, no. Vim? No. No next time. No more violent shenanigans. No more neighborhood watch. Just, oh. can we not stab or be crushed or do blood things? Could that be a thing <laughs> that we just don't do in our lives? I I just... Hmm. You could have not come out into the forest, and you did. I didn't you know I would be attacked in the forest! <laughs> and Vim smiles and looks down at Jarell, and you could have not joined me for the Neighborhood Watch, but... You did. What was I Just supposed to do? Practice. Just stare at you in the alleyway? Like, oh, she's in the neighborhood. Watch. I'm just selling flowers on a sidewalk in the middle of the night. I thought you said the neighborhood watch. <laughs> I, I, I thought you said the neighborhood watch was a group of This is heroes. a funny conversation, Cyrus. <laughs> Cyrus is still crawling on his belly away from Arden, who's trying to patch hey, him hey. up. Arden is trying to hold him down by the scrap of his neck. Vim uh, looks well, at Cyrus. him up. Vim looks at Cyrus and flatly says, I did. And then looks back at Jarell. I'm so confused. Arden's a monster. Out. Vim's a neighborhood watch. I, I just I don't know what's going on. No, we just met them. I misspoke. Uh, and Vim smiles, looks at Jarell and says... I think I think you're gonna keep finding yourself in these situations. It's just a hunch, but that's my two cents anyways. You did get this. Jarell is giving you just the most like alarmed, like wide-eyed, <laughs> like it better not like expression, like just speechless. Just like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> oh, didn't he punctured my thighs, rub higher. <laughs> <laughs> I will take out the most um, in from my herbalism kit, the harshest possible uh, disinfectant herb that like stings the most and rub it right into <laughs> his wounds when he says that. No! <laughs> oh god, no. Cord, take me. <laughs> on, the, on the upside, Tyrant, Arden does have very strong hands. Oh, it hurts so good. <laughs> Actually, Arden is pretty 
average in terms of this. But he does know his medicine and his herbalism. Cyrus has an eight to strikes, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure okay. Arden is stronger. Cyrus rolls a d20 for affection. I have a 19 that I rolled, and I am enjoying this. Arden, oh god, it hurts so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arden is disturbed, but the more important thing is that you're able to walk out of this place alive. So, so long as you carry me. As I said, you're too heavy for me to carry you easily. Get Jarrell to do it. <laughs> Jarrell is like super injured and also tiny. Like, Jarrell kind of looks at you skeptically. Anyway, once I'm done treating him, stand up and I'll look at the other two and I'll say, are either of you hurt? Do you need any help? Well, I mean, clearly you're hurt. Do you need any help? Uh, I would appreciate that, yes. <laughs> okay. I'll go over there and, and help tend to... Yes, I'll go and help Jarell out with his there. wounds as well. Uh, DM... After Arden, like, patches me up, I'm still at 2 HP. I'm gonna yeah. reach into my pack and pull out a potion of healing, because I don't know what else we might encounter in the forest. That is... Is it just 1d4? Does anyone know what a basic potion of healing does? 2d4. 2d4. Alright. So I healed... Ah, uh, yes. 2d4. Oh, fuck me. I healed, um... Oh, it's plus 2. Plus okay, 2. So I, 2d4 plus 2. So I healed 3 and 4. So I healed 7. So I am back to 9 HP. So I'm able to walk on my own now. So Cyrus pulls out that potion, chugs it, <clears throat> gets up on his feet as Arden is sheepishly walking away from the old man asking for a piggyback ride. <clears throat> and I am going to stagger towards Vim and say, look Vim dead in the eyes and say, once again, you have fucking saved us all. I am in your service. Oh, thanks, Cyrus, but I don't really know if I saved any of us. I just I think we all got lucky this time around. But, hey, if you still want a piggyback, I'm game to give you one. Cyrus jumps on Vin's back. <laughs> she, she, she smiles and kind of they both get situated. <laughs> Once Jarell is treated, Arden will say well then, I think it's time for us to head back. Um, the deer trail is there again, right? We Correct, yeah. That. Well, before leaving, once the others have headed down, he's just going to return. He's just going to turn to the forest and say, sorry, next time I won't bring the others, but you'll need to give me a little bit more to go on by than that. Roll uh, insight. Okay. An 18 over. After you speak... For like the briefest moment, you feel like you feel as though the forest is speaking to you in its enormity. Mm -hmm. And you get a feeling such that everyone is welcome, but something is not right. Mm, okay. You get a feeling that it's not you guys the issue. There's something else going on. Okay. 
well, he's still going to leave it. Yeah. That for now. Yeah, and, and, it, and these are just like the vaguest impressions. Mm-hmm. Well, he got the impression that something wasn't right before. Yeah. He kind of figured uh, that, you know, the forest or the things in it, that that was kind of the purpose, is to yeah. let him know that there wasn't something right. He just mm-hmm. kind of wishes he knew more, so he knew what to do about mm-hmm. it. And so you're all making your way out of the forest? Yeah, I have a, something I want to do while we're making our way out. Go for it. Uh, Cyrus will, on Vim's back, um, kind of pretend to be hurting and say, <clears throat> Vim, can you please slow down your pace? I'm, uh, your pace is too fast for my wounds. I, it's hurting. Oh, um, so- sorry about that. Sure. Here, is, is this is this a little bit better for yes. you? And she'll, she'll slow down. I appreciate that, Vim. Once they are kind of behind the rest of the group, Cyrus will cut the act and uh, talk to Vim and say, <clears throat> Vim, uh, this is twice now in combat that you have proved yourself to be a powerful warrior and I have failed. I cannot... Oh, Cyrus. No, shush. I cannot keep failing. I cannot keep being dead weight among this group. I need to learn quickly and I will do anything to get stronger be useful to be able to actually win a fucking fight you strike me as someone who likes money is there something I can give you to teach me your ways of combat Finn grimaces for a moment before she grimaces for a moment and then kind of cranes her neck a little bit to try and look at Cyrus as she speaks and says Cyrus I am you want to hear a secret about that last fight Yes. If... If you hadn't done what you had done for me, if you hadn't healed me, I... I think I might have been trampled, so... I don't want to hear you say again that you're not useful. You might not swing as hard as I do, but... You do something else. Cyrus swings in another way. (laughs) Vim, I will tell you a secret. <clears throat> <laughs> well, in that case... I am, as you know, not the youngest sprite in the forest. I am hoping this will be my last grand adventure. And I do not want to spend my last grand adventure as a support character... So any arts of the warrior that you can teach me, I will gladly be your disciple. I want to fight to the bitter end. I don't want to spend my time hiding like Jarell, like a quivering scholar, <laughs> casting spells. I need to be up in the front. Now, my my friend Jarell, like you, has other things to contribute. Maybe not swinging hard, maybe not fighting up, but they'll get better over time too. Be a little bit less shy about blood and whatnot. But that's besides the point. If you if you want to learn how to swing at something real, I'm more than happy to teach you. But you still gotta heal me when I'm about to fall. 
I will gladly heal you. Just teach me how to actually take a blow. That's a tail. And then Cyrus rests his chin on Jarell's shoulder and tries to fall asleep as they walk. You mean him? Um, who did I say? Jarell. <laughs> Cyrus rests. Cyrus rests his back. chin on Vim's. <laughs> Cyrus rests his chin on Vim's shoulder as he nods in agreement and just kind of dozes off as Vim continues walking. Jarell, your ears are like burning and your nose is itching and you sneezed like three or four times now. And Arden's looking at you like, are you getting a cold? Arden also does want to do something else as they're walking along. Go for it. Um, I'm looking for, since, you know, he knows something's wrong with the first, he's trying to figure out what. Um, mm-hmm. In his mind, the first thing he go to is logging. Like, maybe there's an important kind of tree in this forest, and the forest has been injured. Mm-hmm. So Using both his at will um, detect magic thing, which he can just kind of see magic, mm-hmm. um, and also looking around at trees to try to pick out which kind of tree it might be that's the unusual one, just to... that way, once they exit the forest, he can try to figure out if any of those trees along the edges have been cut or removed. Roll survival, oh. and add the add the uh, in a forest bonus. Okay. Oh, that's um twenty-five. Twenty-five. Cool. I'm rolling pretty well tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Arden, keeping track of everything on the way out of the forest. Uh, there's no. And using detect magic, there's not a correlation between type of tree, um, either deciduous, evergreen, different, like, oak, cedar, uh, pine, and, like, pockets of magic that you detect. Um, Every time you do the at-will detect magic, the like, the direction and the magnitude of what you feel keeps changing. Hmm. So, like, as you're walking, if you you know, cast detect magic, like, centered around a particular tree, waited, walked another, like, waited the uh, it's a concentration spells, I think, so you can like stop yeah, it and then restart it, it. As I concentrate, so so like I'm if you just sort of keeping it up. Yeah, so if you like, so as you're focusing on that a particular tree, um, the magic will be there and then it won't be. Oh, okay. And there's so there a, is something magical, but it kind of feels like it's jumping all over the place. Yeah, you, and as presumably you've been keeping this up since you left, or since you started heading back on yeah. the deer yep. trail, as you get closer to the perimeter of the forest, the flashes of magic become 
less and less until there just is none about a quarter or about a mile before the edge of the forest. Okay, so the or they the loggers do seem to be doing actually a pretty good job not being whatever is hurting the forest. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you would gather. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else that anyone wanted to do as I guess uh, they're exiting the forest? Stirring from my slumber on top of Vim's shoulder, I I look to uh, Jarell and say, <clears throat> Jarell, I. Uh... I apologize, I have not focused on finding the uh, Moondrop plant for you, but I, if your sister is looking for a sedative, I have plenty of valerian root. Would that assist her? Jarell is totally, like, still, like, kind of freaked out and, like, keeping an eye on the forest, but actually, like, back on task and looking for plants. And so it's just kind of like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Vim, move closer to Jarell so I can slap their hand. Oh, right, right, and she'll jog oh, up. Yeah. I slap the twig out of Jarell's hand. Put the, that down! The twig is in my pocket! You can't slap it out of my hand. What are you looking for? Stop grabbing things. I already told you what I'm looking for, Cyrus. Alright. <laughs> Cyrus is going... Magic is picky! You can't just use any old thing. Cyrus is going to stroke the mushrooms on his beard, and he's going to locate plant and he's going to find a moondrop plant. Okay. Um, ah! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. I, uh, and she, Vim, class her ears, which start ringing. I pull on Vim's horn like I'm directing a, uh, kind of like a carriage. <laughs> Turn left! <laughs> She like falls in her eyes, goes super wide, and she looks really alert. It's like, oh god, what? What's going left. on? Um, left, left, right. <laughs> on the north side of an elm tree, there is a vine-like plant that looks very inconspicuous because it's still daylight. But I point to it and say, that is the moondrop plant. You will not notice it right now, but if there was nighttime, it would be blooming a white beautiful flower. Grab that. Are they endemic to the air? Jarrell starts collecting some and is kind of asking questions about it. Like, you know, where does it grow? And like these sorts of things. Like, nerd questions. The flower is also definitely purple. It's what? It's purple. Okay. It is a purple plant in the moonlight. (laughs) But right now it is just a vine. Yes. And so you are able to collect and the the instructions say the entire plant, and so presumably N wants it living. Okay. So I very carefully, I, I guess that in knowing this, I would have brought, like, a little sack or something like that, and so I carefully, like, dig it up. Yeah. Pr- <laughs> dig it up um, using, using my pen knife. I just kind of delicately, you know, pull up the root system and, like, wrap it wrap it with some dirt and a bit of burlap that I've got. Yeah, presumably uh, Jarell has enough like specimen grabbing things to do that pretty easily. So you now have a little moondrop plant. Thank you so much, Cyrus. <laughs> if you any- ever need anything fixed, just let me know. <laughs> I assure you Valerian Root is a better sedative than that. Are you sure you want that? 
Oh yes, very sure. Alright. I do whatever you want, you hobby herbalist, but I know better. (laughs) (laughs) So, you all uh, exit the forest after collecting the plant. Just a sidebar, did you also want to look for the mushrooms? Yeah, I did. Did we see any mushrooms along the way? Uh, one on his beard. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not the one on his beard. As I mentioned to Cyrus, Arden, magic is very particular. You can't just use any old plant. (laughs) So, uh, repeating the process of detect plants, which I think you could do as a ritual, so like you have to worry yeah, about Yeah, I'm out of spell slots, but I can ritual it. Okay. Um, you are able to also find the mushrooms on the shady side of a uh, of a of a tree. Jarell, you cannot um, eat these. What do you want these for? I told you they're for magic. Jarell is like looks half dead, but is just beaming now. Like totally forgot about the creature. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Here, have these morels. They'll be much better. John goes ahead and takes those, too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe the inn can make use of them. I'm not much of a cook myself. (laughs) Fucking amateurs. Do do you want to know anything about the Avalir mushroom? I do. deal with the Avalir mushroom. Dan, roll nature. Got it. Or Arden, if... Arden wants to add the, his two cents too. Um, Arden is. I'm going to roll it, but Arden's only going to his two cents if he has any. If Cyrus gets it really wrong, well, Cyrus okay. only rolled an eleven, um, so this might be a foreign species. Though. I didn't roll particularly great either. Do I get my four bonus for this? Uh, yeah. Then I got a twelve overall. Okay, you both know that you usually don't want to eat this mushroom Um, it's not like a poisonous mushroom but it's also it smells like fat not not it's it's not a cooking mushroom but it won't like make you sick but you're not exactly sure what the deal is with this mushroom ooh for kicks can I roll a uh huh alright uh huh nope Nope. There's a big no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> a traveler Vim knows nothing about this. Vim pops one in smell. Mm, this tastes like farts. <laughs> you see your look at it? You see your look at it like, hmm. Nope, got nothing. Sure is a mushroom. <laughs> it's definitely a mushroom. What <laughs> next, Drell? Would you like me to find a blade of grass for you? <laughs> Maybe a three-leaf clover? What other useless plants can I locate for you? <laughs> a dandelion, <laughs> You can make wine out of dandelions. Arden knows that bit. Well, if you have any interesting plants you'd like to tell me about, I'd be happy to hear about them. Would you like to find a dingleberry? And Cyrus turns around. Mm-mm. 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 Not, uh-uh. Not if you want to ride. Alright, alright, I'll leave my pants on. I know what that one is. I don't know what these are, I know what that one is. Yes, I, I have brothers, I'm acquainted. <laughs> well, now that we have ran into the forest for Arden's mystery quest and found 
useless herbs for Jarrell. Are we, are we, can we go back to finding the mystery of this box, please? Uh, you and exit the... force you to come with me. I needed to make sure you Trip wouldn't have abandoned us. Trip to a healer might not be remiss quite at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, you exit the forest, and the sun is way up high in the sky, and you would guess it's probably past noon, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if anyone was keeping like a little bit of track of time like couldn't have been in the forest more than two, two and a half hours. Oh, but we weren't just in the forest were we? We were in the forest mucking about with Faye, which sort of turns things a bit. I'm pretty Stay sure fine. even if Arden had been able to keep, try to keep track of time, that weird melody and the time that he couldn't really even keep his thoughts straight would have made mm-hmm. him lose track of time. So mm-hmm. he's not particularly surprised that mm-hmm. it's longer than it would initially have felt like. As you're crossing that field back to um, back to Mithrin proper, you see that the, uh, the sawmill uh, is up and going, as is the forge since it's now midday. Um, the the other there are also a number more lumberjacks move milling about doing their various tasks uh what looks to be a, a person is pointing and giving directions um to the diff to the different workers and everything seems to be uh pretty much as you would expect a normal or as you would assume a normal work day uh, you get a couple of side eyes as you folks are entering the city again but do we look no like one... we've been crushed to death sure, by a forest monster yeah you look really beat up and kind of you, you figure because of that no one has actually come over to see like they're they're a little cautious of coming over and actually asking you guys, you folks, what happened? <laughs> um, and Arden is treating it like it's totally normal. Mm-hmm. He's like not responding to the feet, to the looks of people who are beat <laughs> up at all. He doesn't really care what kind of stories arise from this. Yeah, and so you make it back into Mithrin without, well, with incident, but not after exiting the forest incident and then that's where we'll pick up next time thank you for listening to this episode of little realms if you like the show and want to stay up to date make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening you can also find us on social media on twitter pod realms and on tumblr at littlerealmspod.tumblr.com we also have a website www.littlerealms.com may your journey be successful and we'll see you next time The wonderful music you hear on Little Realms is possible due to royalty-free music and content creators such as TabletopAudio.com, Freesounds.org, and Kevin McLeod, creator of Incomputech.com. Royalty-free music licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution License 3.0.